We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Jesse, are you ready for rapid fire? I am ready for rapid fire. I thought we had a really good conversation about OC criteria, and now it's time to have a little bit of fun. So fill in the blank. It's blank that Marcus Freeman has to find a new offensive coordinator after a little more than a year on the job. Um, it is hmm, it is blank that Marcus Freeman has to find a new offensive coordinator. It is, it is, it is honestly unfortunate that he has to find a new offensive coordinator, you know, because as I know that Tommy Reese was kind of a, you know, a holdover or kind of was acquired and Marcus Freeman, whether he wanted him or not, didn't really have a say in the situation. Um, but now it's, you know, it's when you're trying to get things rolling as a first year head coach and you're trying to establish, you know, certain things, I feel like the last thing that you want to lose is a, a, a key coordinator and whether or not you think Tommy Reese is a key coordinator, that's up to you. Uh, but it's always vital when you lose someone like that, you know, an offensive coordinators. And so now to me, it's a big opportunity in Marcus Freeman's era. I think it's the biggest decision that he's had to make so far as, you know, the head coach. And I think it's ultimately going to determine, you know, what level of success Notre Dame has uh, in the near future. I think that you have to hit a home run on something like this. Um, and again, it's going to, uh, really determine what kind of success Notre Dame has in the next, obviously, you know, two to three years uh, in terms of things. Yeah, and I think opportunity is the word you used, and that's the biggest thing to me for Marcus Freeman is this now, one year into his tenure at Notre Dame, he inherited an offensive coordinator coming in, and the offensive coordinator had, you know, direct, you know, he played for Brian Kelly. He coached under Brian Kelly. You know, most of what he, you know, had in his both his playing and coaching career was Brian Kelly. And so Marcus Freeman, uh, he obviously coached for a year under Brian Kelly as well, brought him here. And, you know, that helped him, you know, was a big part, you know, just being here and helping him get the job. But he now gets a complete reset on the offensive side of the ball. He gets to handpick the guy who's going to be in that position who can set the identity for Notre Dame's offense for the foreseeable future. So I think it is a great opportunity for Marcus Freeman and a huge opportunity 
as well. So, you know, I, I, I think it's, I, I just think it's really good for him because now he gets to be the guy to handpick that guy who's going to be his offensive play caller, you know, quarterback developer, recruiter, the whole thing. He gets to, to handpick that guy. So I think it is, it is a great opportunity for Marcus Freeman. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Scale of 1 to 10. We haven't talked about Tommy Reese since last week. How badly do you want to see Reese succeed at Notre Dame? Scale of 1 to 10. Um, in terms of Reese's success at Alabama, I would put uh, on my sliding scale, honestly, I put it at like 8 or 9. I It is up there for me because I think it only says, you know, kind of good things about Notre Dame. I think that if you have a coordinator that can – that started out at a program like Notre Dame and then could potentially go to a program like Alabama and have even more success. I think that that it's a good look uh, for Notre Dame and, and more so I think it'll quiet a lot of the jabronis, as you would say, you know, it's talking all this kind of crap about Tommy Reese. I know he had, you know, his, his uh, what's the word, his, his like failures and stuff like that. And I get, you know, that there was disappointments in the, in the Stanford game and the Marshall game and the Cal game and, basically all the games that they lost that they shouldn't have. But at the end of the day, I, I just, you know, I do want to see him succeed because I think he has a good scheme. Um, and I think that he he ultimately caught a lot of flack uh, for maybe a, a lot of things that weren't necessarily on him. Did he have a part of them? A part of them? Of course he did. 
Uh, but again, it's just to me, it's a good look for for Tommy Reese. I think he's a great young mind um, in the game. And I want to see Tommy Reese take his game to the next level as well, because I think he's got um, a lot of potential talent. Like, I'd love to see Tommy Reese in the NFL someday. Yeah. But, but like what happens, you know, when you have an ex, you break up, you know, eventually everybody moves on. But do you really want to see your ex, you know, with someone else, you know, that could be perceived as like better than you and have, you know, like thriving and, and all that kind of stuff after you, it's like, you want to see him with some loser for a while. <laughs> right. But at the same time, it's like Tommy Reese is still a Notre Dame guy. You know, he was still part of a team that played for a national championship. Obviously Golick jr. Loves him, you know, but it's like Dan Orlovsky loves him. I, I want to, you know, like, I think, you know, the, the, the biggest reason, yeah, Dan Orlovsky does love him. The biggest reason, you know, that, that Reese took this, I think it's because, you know, like the, the NFL future, you know, that he's kind of always, I think, had for himself out there. And I think he, I, that he thinks this gives him a better shot, you know? So like it's between like a seven and a half or eight for me because of his Notre Dame connection and all that stuff it's like i want to see him do good and you know be able to go on and take that next step but it's like you really want to see him do that well you know right after leaving notre dame when there were some ups and downs and all that kind of stuff here but definitely definitely want to see him succeed and, and just basically get that nfl job and go on and and have that nfl career i just think that's ultimately what he's after you know he talks yeah. about all this nfl film that he watches and da 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 i just i think his big picture like bulletin board above his, you know, desk every day is like NFL dream job. You know, I just think that that's ultimately what he's working towards. <laughs> we are not Marshall. Reese dumped us for the hot chick. You know, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that may be right. That may be right. Fill in the blank. It's blank that Philadelphia Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni says he's had a chip on his shoulder since he was not retained as the Chiefs wide receivers coach when Andy Reid was hired by Kansas City in 2012 it's just funny like you know it, you're a wide receivers coach in Andy Reid's offense like he has proven track record of you know working you know he's he's honestly one of the best offensive minded coaches in the NFL in probably the last two decades you know for the work that he's done with the Eagles um, and the Chiefs and so just because you know a guy comes in and there's a fresh start and he probably has a guy that he's comfortable with and a guy that knows his scheme well and knows, you know, what he's trying to accomplish and the innovation and all that stuff. I just, I just think it's funny that he carries that chip, but if that's what gets him through the day and what motivates him, then that that's, you know, I can't blame him for that. But to me, I think, I just think it's a little nitpicky kind of funny that that is what he holds on to ultimately. Sirianni seems like the guy who's always got to like have a chip on his shoulder, you know? Yeah. Like, just looking at him on the sidelines. Sometimes he always just seems a little deranged. Like he's like a like crazy a, look in his eye, man. Like he just it's, got just, like bit by a squirrel with rabies or something. I it's know. Just... <laughs> well, like the whole thing. Remember when they, when they went to Indy this year and they beat the Eagles and he's like, you know, that's for Frank Reich, you know, because the Colts had fired Frank Reich and all that stuff. It's like, some guys, I guess, just got to carry that chip, and you know that's always got to be the thing. Yeah, it, it seems like he's one of those guys who's always looking for the newest chip to get him through. Like right. he needs that push to get him through today or this moment or whatever the moment might be. Right, and you know, look, apparently, you know, David Cully, 
Um, you know, the guy who ended up being the head coach in Houston for, I think he only got a season before Lovey Smith, but you know, he was Andy Reed's receivers coach and he brought him over with him from Philadelphia and Sirianni was still, a you know, like a young position coach at the time he had been in Kansas city, you know, just like when Marcus Freeman took the job here, you know, other than the agreement with, with Tommy Reese, it's, it's like. Freeman was under no obligation to keep a bunch of guys around, and he obviously parted ways with some different guys on the staff. And any coach who takes over, you're not obligated to keep anybody on just because they happen to be on staff, you know. So I, I don't think anyone has any problem with Andy Reid bringing in his own guy. And, you know, again, it's like Sirianni just out there looking for the next chip everywhere he looks. I mean, it's got him, got him to the Super Bowl. See how it plays out for him this week. Speaking of which, which Super Bowl coach would you rather have as the coach of your team, Sirianni or Reed? Uh, this is a 100% no-doubter, no-brainer, didn't think twice, um, Andy Reed. And I just, you know, we I've, I've been on the record before. Again, Sirianni, give him credit for what he's done. Um, but it just there's been a lot of things in place for him to succeed. And, you know, he's still running practices, still running game day, still, you know, doing a lot of things. But I still think if you took Sirianni out and put in any average to above average coach, that they would have a lot of the success that Sirianni had. You know, I, I still think that they've you're had one. Julian Love still. You're back. You're with Julian Love. I am. I, I, I think that, you know, he's he's had a relatively – you know, they didn't have to play a first-place schedule in the regular season. Uh, the hardest teams that they got to face were the Cowboys um, and Vikings. Then you got to play Daniel Jones for the third time in the playoff. And then you got to go against quarterback five in the NFC Championship. So, like, that's not a hard path, in my opinion, when when you're the only team that gets a bye week because you're the number one seed. So, again, we get it, Jess. Like, every <laughs> chance you've got, you Andy, mentioned the fact that they have had the easiest path to the Super Bowl. They, I just had to reiterate it. And so when we're talking about, a, you know, a second-year head coach making it to when the Super Bowl. When we talk about the Super Bowl Friday, I'm sure you'll do the same thing. <laughs> Correct. And then you, you talk about someone like Andy Reid, who's just been an innovator of the offensive game and changed the way that the offense is being run and, you know, the the, the consistent passing attack and – you know, the Don, what he was able to do with Donovan McNabb and Michael Vick and now, you know, Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs. There's just so much talent that follow and success that follows Andy Reid. And he does it yeah. his own way. He's his own play designer. He's his own play caller. The way he's revolutionized the offense in the last two decades. I just I, I would 100 percent love to be, uh, you know, a part of Andy Reid's staff and learn all of the wisdom that he has. Yeah. And I mean. A friend of ours is a Kansas City Chiefs fan, and he has a friend who's a Philadelphia Eagles fan. And I remember when Andy Reid got the job in Kansas City, the Eagles fan told the Chiefs fan, well, well, good luck. You'll never get to the Super Bowl. And, you know, at that point, Kansas City wasn't even getting to the playoffs. And that's why Andy Reid got the opportunity right away. And he took Alex Smith to the, to the playoffs. That's exactly right. This is a guy, Andy Reid, who's been a head coach in the NFL for 25 years, and he's been to the playoffs 19 of those 25 <laughs> years, and he's about to coach in his fourth Super Bowl as well. You know, and this is, you know, it's a Chiefs organization, one that, you know, as I used to tell my Chiefs fan, you can go back to Len Dawson. Like Patrick Mahomes is the first homegrown quarterback 
that Kansas City, you know, Kansas City has developed and turned into, you know, like a legit star quarterback. And obviously Mahomes is at otherworldly level, especially considered to Len Dawson, but Len Dawson did win a Super Bowl as well. So my point is, like, they went decades, like 40-some years in between having legitimate homegrown franchise quarterbacks. And you can say, well, Andy Reid lucked into having Patrick Mahomes. Well, he's part of developing. Remember, Mahomes sat behind Alex Smith for a year. And and Reid also got to the playoffs with Alex Smith and won two of the, you know, they've won seven straight division titles now. <laughs> they won the first two with Alex Smith. You know, it was it was before Patrick Mahomes. The AFC Championship might so, as well just be called the Chiefs and others game that's at right. this point. <laughs> that's right. So I don't know if I directly answer the question, but Andy Reid is obviously my answer as well. So speaking of quarterbacks, Russell Wilson just got a new head coach in Denver after Sean Payton was introduced yesterday. Michael Wilbon from ESPN says Wilson got bad coaching in Seattle, and that's his biggest problem now. Do you buy or sell it? That's a big, big old sell for me. And, you know, you brought up back-to-back topics that can get me pretty fired up. One, <laughs> Sirianni and the Eagles, and now I Russell Wilson. I knew you'd Wilson. like to get rolling on the, on the danger <laughs> Russell Wilson train. Yeah, so, so l- let's put it like this. If that were the case, then Geno Smith would not have the year that he had this year after con- after multiple failures as being, you know, getting his shot at being a starter and ultimately being a career backup for the most of his career. And now you, you substitute in really the only thing that changes is, you know, you add in Geno Smith. And I think it just shows, I think it's the complete opposite. I think that Russell Wilson career probably got overinflated to a degree because he got to work with someone like Pete Carroll to kind of hide maybe some of the deficiencies um, that he might have. So I think that that's relatively a bad take by Michael Wilbon. And I think that ultimately he got bad coaching with Nathaniel Hackett. And I think that was just a bad, you know, marriage uh, of of the two parties, and it ultimately showed kind of the importance of Pete Carroll and maybe some of the deficiencies that Russell Wilson had covered up by being under someone like Pete Carroll. Yeah, I think based on watching Russell Wilson the last couple of years, it's it's like his own, you know, like his own head that's his own worst problem. I don't think it has anything to do with the coaching that he got. You know, like look at Pete Carroll and and go back to his time at USC and you know and Carson Palmer and Matt Leinart and and that whole crew and then going to back to back Super Bowls winning one should have won the other if you know they hadn't thrown but you know Russell Wilson there you know like they you know the whole let Russ cook and all that stuff they let him cook for a year and he played pretty darn well and then for whatever reason the you know the next year or two after that it backslid and and now he's out of town. I don't think it has anything to do with Pete Carroll, you know, like, you know, maybe Brian Schottenheimer for his time there. I don't know. But Geno Smith is the answer to this question. Because if you're going to blame what's going on in Seattle, explain Geno Smith, you know, who is a basically, you know, a journeyman, you know, backup quarterback. He had the fourth most touchdown passes and the eighth most passing yards in the NFL this year. Appreciate a ridiculous completion percentage as well. I want to say he led the NFL in completion percentage. Yeah. You can't tell me that the Denver Broncos had any worse, you know, a roster than, than what Seattle had. And look, I respect Sean Payton, but you know, I I think a couple of weeks ago, I think it was field Yates or somebody like that 
like shared like they put Mike McCarthy's resume next to Sean Payton's resume and they're virtually identical and McCarthy has a few more playoff wins and regular season wins now again I'm not like like backing it in all in on Mike McCarthy that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is let's see Sean Payton prove it because you know he got a Hall of Fame quarterback to work with himself and at the end of the day he still only has one Super Bowl you know and only went to one Super Bowl you know so he's he's no different than than Mike McCarthy and Drew Brees is really no different than Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson is no different than Aaron Rodgers let's let's see you know and like Sean Payton today he was getting some questions. I can't remember if it was today or, or yesterday after the press conference. He was like asked about personal coaches and, you know, having them around with, you know, Russell Wilson and all that kind of stuff. And he was like, nope, that's not happening here. So <laughs> it's going to be really interesting to see how those guys coexist there in Denver. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Uh, oh, and by the way, Justin Fields and Davis Mills both had more touchdown passes this year than Russell Wilson. I just wanted to get that one in there. Man, Davis Mills and all of that neck that he has. Yes, that's right. The neck of, of Davis Mills. This is long. Okay, so Stephen A. Smith says he wants to do late night television <sighs> one day, potentially succeeding Jimmy Kimmel, if at all possible. Would you want to see that? You know, I, I, here's the thing. I love and hate uh, Stephen A. Smith. And there's obvious reasons why I dislike Stephen A. Smith because of his feud with his good friend, Michael Irvin. We can all see, you know, where that's going to lead. Uh, but overall, I think that Stephen A. Smith, I think he'd be great at that. I think he's naturally funny. I think he's naturally genuine and honest. I don't think it's an act. I just think that's how he is. And I think that he could be good at something like that, especially the late night hours, you can get a little bit more kind of raunchy, a little bit more, you know, <laughs> say some things that you probably can't say on ESPN as often. And so I think that it, it, it would be uh, ultimately pretty funny. I think Stephen A is a genuinely, uh, he's just a genuine character. And I think that it would, you know, transcend well into kind of late night talk television, because I, I don't think said- he's afraid to ask or say things uh, that would make people uncomfortable. But, like, is that really entertaining? You know, like, I've seen him, you know, like, he did the whole after the Cowboys loss and, you know, all that stuff, stomping and parading around. And, and like, is he, is he really, is he really that entertaining? You know, why not just do a podcast? Like, why do you even need a late night TV show at this point? Does anyone even watch late night TV? Like, I just think Stephen A has a very specific 
narrow audience. That is I true. Just, I don't think that he would play to a broad audience like like you're looking for on late night TV. That's true because in late night TV, you're literally trying to gather everyone that's still up <laughs> at that time. And I think that you would you would get a fraction of that with Stephen A. Because like you said, I just think that there's too many people that have a feelings either way towards him. And I think it would already kind of isolate him. Yeah. See, like, we're not Marshalls. I want baby Stephen A. Smith to be a late night. <laughs> I can watch that all day on YouTube. Okay. Well, That's pretty funny when they put the Snapchat filter on him and make him baby Stephen A. Smith. I like yeah, that. We're not Marshall also said... I know we rib y'all about the Cowboys, but most of us in the chat are Bears fans. We're in year 34 of the rebuild. At least you've been to a Super Bowl more recently. That's true. And the Cowboys. The Devin Hester Super Bowl. At least you have that. At least you have that. Last question for tonight. The National Enquirer was recently sold. Have you ever read the National Enquirer, Jesse? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think so. I've seen them at stores, you know, like you're in the checkout line next to like the people magazine and the U S weekly and all of that stuff. But I don't think I've ever picked one up and read it for any reason. So I'm going to have to go with, no, I have not read the national Enquirer. Yeah. I think the last time I did, you know, it was, I was probably 12 or something <laughs> that in a grocery store. And it's like, yeah, you know, like, as Jason is saying here, it was big when he was a kid. And that's like, it's kind of like everything else that you used to find at the newsstand. It has slowly gone away. You know, I think it's mostly, you know, an online publication now. I honestly didn't even realize that it still exists. But it's like, with, with things like Twitter and social media and just the internet it's it's one of those things that have kind of left the consciousness there was there was just always the entertaining you know like the guy from mars you know is the guy next door and you know whatever else that you would see in the national Enquirer at the newsstand but i, I think i think the last time i probably ever picked one up you know it's it's been a it's been a couple minutes ago but um <laughs> i was just curious if you ever had because you know again it's like it's such a completely different media world that were in like TMZ for that matter. Like TMZ has taken up a lot of that space as well. You know, a lot of that kind of juicy, uh, if you even call it juicy, I guess. <laughs> half the time it's real. Half the time it's just gossip. You never know That's right. anymore. That's exactly right. All right. Well, great stuff tonight. Appreciate you all for joining us. It sounds like Henry's starting to get a little bit worked up and, and getting the cats even going there in the background. So, <laughs> We better be wrapping up here, I guess. Uh, hit the like button if you would. We've got the mailbag show coming up tomorrow. So tell your friends. Ask all the questions you want about offensive coordinators. And uh, as Derek said, he quit when he met Elvis. Elvis has left the building. So hit that like button. Subscribe, rate, review. Leave us a five-star review on your podcast platform. And we will talk to you tomorrow on IB Nation Sports Talk. Peace.
The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.